Welcome in everybody to the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and we are here for episode 12. Dozen. A dozen. We got a good show tonight. We're going to talk some current events. Um, we're going to toast some guys. We're going to recap the NFL week four. No. Uh, week five. five now. I'm losing track. Yeah, week five. five. NFL six in college. And week six in college. And then we're going to give a quick little overview of the playoffs, even though we kind of missed the MLB playoff start. Well, the wild the card, yeah. But, yeah. you know, the divisional series all started today. Uh, two of them already in the books. And uh, two uh, – the Yankees will start here in a little bit, and then uh, you got the Dodgers and the Padres later tonight. So, uh, gonna be a good show, man. Well, speaking of, speaking of baseball and the Yankees fixing to start, who are you toasting tonight? Oh yeah, let me toast Mr. Judge. He broke that record, didn't he? Yeah, he broke the record and then promptly took a break. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, I, of, I, lot of pressure. I can appreciate that. A lot he, of you pressure. know, he, he he didn't really have a shot at the batting title, so he wasn't going to win the triple crown. Right. I mean, he, he had to like go. Four for four, and the other dude had to go like zero for four, something yeah. like that, to be able to get it. And no, it was a, uh, it was man, it's still an MVP great, caliber oh, yeah, season. He's, def- he's definitely going to win MVP, and uh, he's still know. he's still not my home run king. Well, you know, and that that might be a yeah, discussion think, for another show. I think we need to have that discussion. Uh, so. I mean, I, he's he's certainly the New York Yankees. Well, he's the American League, American League home, home run, run champ, king, and he's sure. the New York Yankees. So definitely, you know, some. Great accomplishment. That's right. That's you know, right. We, we've kind of been updating it for the last few weeks, you know, with that and pool host. So, congratulations to Judge. And I've got one other that, uh, you know, I've uh, over the last two or three years, I've kind of been following uh, F1 racing. Hmm. And uh, Max Verstappen clinched his second consecutive title this weekend. I'm not the biggest Max fan, but right. still congratulate him on that, that accomplishment and That's wrapping good. it up so early in the season. He's really had a dominant season, so, you know, congratulations. And yeah, I don't know what I'm a big enough person, though, even though I'm not his, a fan of his. I'm still big enough to, to toast the, the accomplishment. Know. I don't know what goes into a Formula One it's, it's season. It's You might have it's, to uh, – you might have to do a little segment on a show to explain yeah, that. Yeah, we can do that. Might we can draw on some, some viewers for that. All right, well, you know what? We're going to open the toast, and I forgot to change the slide. Uh, <laughs> it was a little sluggish, man. It was a little sluggish. It was a long weekend. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I weekend. didn't get back from T-Town until late last night. But anyway, let's uh, yeah. raise our glasses and toast Mr. Judge and Mr. Verstappen. Congratulations, yeah, guys. Good, good accomplishments. Good, good stuff. What are you sipping on tonight? And I went, I went to uh, Southern Star, Southern Star, right here in Carolina. You know, all the shout outs you give Southern Star, and we, <laughs> we still haven't got an invite yet. So no. we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to reach out to them pretty soon. Yeah, and, we and, need uh, to. We need to. I like knock it. Knock on the door. It's and, a good. It's a good sipper for me. Yeah, it is a good one. I'm. Uh, I think we're getting kind of low on that. We're probably gonna have to. Yeah, yeah. Have to get us another bottle here soon. I see it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not hard to find, especially yeah. since it's so local. Four, 40 minutes up yeah, the road exactly. from us. Uh, so I got Willet, which is one of my yeah. kind of go-tos, one of my favorites. Uh, so that's what I'm sipping on. Nah, Willet's good, man. Willet's good. You know, last during last week's show, I expressed how I'm tired of talking about scumbags every week. But you know what? I decided – you made the point last week that, hey, it's – it's something that people like to discuss. You know, it's 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 out there, and 
seems like every week we got a, n- a number of them to choose from. And and it's getting more and more. I mean, it's yeah, just so, it's crazy. So I just decided rather than uh, stop talking about it, <laughs> let's just make it a segment. Have our own segment. We're just going to embrace it, make our own segment, and call it the Scumbag of the Week. Scumbag and, of the and, Week. And they get, they get the Piece of Shit Emoji Award. I can't imagine. What do we do if we don't find a scumbag out there? I don't think that's going to be a problem. Not with social media. With social media and TikTok and you know, well, Instagram. Well, speaking of speaking of social media, one of my candidates uh, was Antonio Brown. I don't know if you saw the tweet no, I, that I, he I, put up. I, yeah, it was I heard very it. tasteless, uh, ignorant. Uh, you know, I, I don't even want to go into what it was and give any more credence to it. And this comes a week after he was on camera in Dubai exposing himself to some woman in the, in the pool. So, I mean, you know, Antonio Brown, if, we, if there's ever a week where we don't have one, we'll just default to Antonio right. Brown. Man, he's so past news. Devon, so Devontae past. Adams, speak, speaking of wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams, after the game last night, was going back to the locker room and the cameraman kind of kind of jumped in front of him a little bit. I mean, I, 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 mean, I kind of see – I, I've had this discussion but, today. I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm but Devontae, he he shoved him a little harder than than he. Yeah, but it looked reaction like like the guy cut him off. It took him off. He was off guard. He was probably already yeah. raw from the from the elbow. Oh, oh, he was yeah. And so it to me just like he reacted right. And it just doesn't. It seems out of character for Devontae. It does. It does. Just you know, and I'm a fan. He's on. He's been on my fantasy team sure. for, for years now. I'm okay. And he and that's why he didn't quick. He did, and that's why he didn't win the award this week. But he was right. he was a potential candidate. Yeah, I get it. I, I knew I knew this was going to be a discussion tonight. Right. If you didn't bring it up, I was going to zing you with it oh, yeah. in the NFL position. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I it, definitely don't. And then another football player, uh, although a former football player, um, Brett Favre is now saying he's being unjustly smeared in the media over the welfare scandal, and he's proclaiming his in- innocence. He didn't know where that money was coming from, and yeah, there's some there's some some text and voicemails that kind of dis, disprove what he's saying. What he's saying. That, yeah, that's so, why that's why I had him on the list. I mean, typically I wouldn't. I would say okay, innocent until proven guilty. But it seems like he, there's already been some proof. Yeah, uh, no, and, and I'm I'm sure more will come to light on that one. Right. I got one. Okay, who you got? Draymond Green. Yeah, Draymond yep. Green. Good old Dre. Knocked out his own teammate. At practice, I mean, that he, was vicious. Too, he went man. up to him and got in his face, and I, I think Poole kind of pushed him off a little bit. But as soon as he pushed him off, I mean, it he was, it was quick. He reached way back and and popped Jordan, him in the face. Jordan Poole, though, he you you mess with Draymond Green, given his track record, mm-hmm. you should be ready. I mean, if you're gonna shove a man. I mean, if he gets in your space and then you're going to back him off. With yeah, a but pretty, this is your teammate. You I know, wouldn't. but still, you got to have them deuces ready, man. There's just no way I think I would have not been prepared for a punch. And that kind of, I feel like it was Michigan State versus Michigan. <laughs> it was a little, a little sparty yeah, taking little, out yeah, some frustration yeah, yeah, on definitely. Michigan there. But yeah, so, Dre's so Dre, your pick for, he's for my the pick, scumbag. Man. Yeah, he's well, and, and my pick. Also was due to throwing a punch, and wasn't a teammate, but it was uh, 
So the Tennessee starting safety, he's a senior, Jalen McCullough. He was arrested for felony assault because some guy was drinking at an apartment complex, went to his car to get something, came back, and when he did, he opened the wrong apartment door. Right. He opened the door that McCullough was in with his girlfriend. And uh, he immediately apologized, backed out, and uh, started leaving down the steps. Well, McCullough comes out after Ooh. him and keeps going on and on, and, and the guy was like, you don't have to be a dickhead about this. Or They didn't say exactly what is what right, right. They, they had blanked out the the expletive. So uh, I don't know exactly what he called McCullough, but then McCullough proceeded to punch him in the face, knock, knock his teeth out, knocked him off the steps, knocked him unconscious. So when the guy came to, he called the cops, and uh, McCullough had left, but his girl, the cops were interviewing his girlfriend, and she had him come back, and he his hand was all bloodied and in a rag, and uh, so he was arrested for a felony assault. Mm. And this being yeah. the weekend before the biggest game of your life. Biggest game uh, Tennessee You know, Tennessee had. hadn't seen a game like this in 20 years. And uh, now he's – they haven't ruled him out. You know, they're saying they're still gathering uh, information. But I can't imagine he'll be – yeah, able, no, I mean, able to play by, no, by it's Saturday. a felony, so yeah, exactly. Unless this guy, and I don't think even he can drop the charges at this point. No, nah, I think once it's yeah, once it's uh, a well, police report's been made and there's been yeah, there's been violence. I don't know that yeah, the state sure. will allow him dropping. And, and you know, this could also affect his his draft status because he was going to be a, a a mid to late round draft pick is what they had him projected at. But uh, it's a shame. You yeah, know, one. All it takes is that split second reaction. To, Crazy man, and it, and it, it can cost you so. Crazy, much. you can't. So it's all, you can't even have arguments anymore with anybody. At least it's good to know that at least it ended up with a fist fight and not a not a shot. You know, somebody getting shot. Yeah, this so. is true. This is true because that hap- that's happening way too much right now. Also, absolutely. All right. Well, those are our scumbags of the week. Scumbags of the <laughs> week, man. So let's uh, come on. Come on in hot right now. It. And uh, you might notice I'm wearing my, my Rangers jersey tonight. Yeah. Old uh, Artemi Panarin. Hockey season officially starts yeah. tonight. There's two games tonight. And, who's, uh, the, who's the reigning champs? That'd be your avalanche. Colorado avalanche. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's, that's one thing happening today. A little bit of unfortunate news I heard about today was uh, the Kansas quarterback. Jalen Daniels, yeah, who was having a great season, he was having a good season, had them undefeated, and uh, you know, of course, they lost this weekend. But uh, he, when I tuned into the game, he was already on the sideline with a sling, with his yeah. arm in a sling. So I don't know how much he actually played in that game. But I think he, I think he played through the majority of the first quarter. Okay, I didn't watch the game. I flipped back and forth. Yeah, to that's it. yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's, he was diagnosed today with a grade three separation of his right shoulder, so most likely done for this year. So, hmm. a little unfortunate news uh, for Mr. Daniels. Yeah, it's unfortunate for Kansas, too, you know. But their backup, their backup came in and looked pretty good. Oh, he did. Looked pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he did. He, he, he really did. Like of course, <laughs> Kansas has got, <clears throat> they got a brutal schedule the rest of the way. Yeah. Brutal yeah, schedule. Do. 
I mean, I they, mean, it's still a great season for Jayhawk. Oh, absolutely. Jayhawk family. I'm sure they're pretty excited. Um, you know, but their their backup quarterback absolutely looks like he can he yeah. can continue on with a very good season for them. So yeah, he 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 impressed me the little bit of that game I watched. Yep. Some good news out of the NFL this weekend. Good news, Mr. Brian Robinson. B Rob. B Rob. After only six weeks out from being shot twice in his leg, I guess once in the knee and once in the in the butt, uh, made his return to the field. Oh, and he got a tremendous ovation. Did he? When he when they let him come out of the tunnel last during introductions. Oh, nice, nice. And he came out to a Fifty Cent because you know Fifty Cent is a. a a shooting survivor also. Uh, he, yeah. he was shot like nine times. And uh, so he came out the 50-cent song and uh, got a tremendous ovation <laughs> from, from the Washington people. It was it was great to see. He didn't have the greatest game. He was like no, nine no. carries for 22 yards. Sure. But uh, just that he was back on the field. Uh, I think Antonio Gibson only had three carries yeah. in that game. So it's, uh, it's B-Rod's oh, I, job. I, I, yeah, I think it's still his job. He just got a knock to rust. And, of course, absolutely. Uh, you know, that he needs that offensive line to open open a hole or two for him. Right. Yeah, yeah, that might be a whole – that might be a big discussion there for the commanders. Yeah. We get to see them on Thursday. How about that game? Yeah, I can't wait. We'll, we'll I'm, talk, glad, I'm glad there's a Rangers hockey yeah, game. Yeah, we'll first, talk about that in the night. NFL segment. Yeah. Commanders, Bears. Ooh, that's like taking out the trash. Well, you know. I, times two. I know we didn't – this wasn't planned to discuss, but I wish they'd do away with Thursday night football. Yeah. Maybe maybe Thanksgiving and maybe down oh, the stretch. Oh, absolutely Thanksgiving. I mean, yeah, I, I said maybe. No, de- definitely Thanksgiving. And then maybe the games – some games after Thanksgiving. And even I don't mind opening night. But – too many, too much bad football. Too many injuries. Yeah, happen in that Thursday night game. Yeah, I think on it's, that it's, short it's way too unfair to the players. And the only way that they should have a Thursday night game is if the team has a bye week before they play the Thursday yeah. night game. And that's why I say you can't do it at the beginning of the season because you, right. you don't start until, buys until week six. Right. This this is actually the first weekend for buys. Is this weekend? So I would be okay with them starting it. You know, sure. Now. But the first, but weeks two through five, there shouldn't be any Thursday night football. What else you got coming in hot? Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Matt Rule gone. Right. I'm gonna toast. I'm gonna toast it out one because <laughs> I'll clank you I on mean, that. Yeah, one. let's clank on that one. Eleven man. and twenty-seven. Eleven and twenty-seven. A two ninety-eight win one, percentage. One and twenty-seven when allowing seventeen points or more. Yeah. And zero for the last 25. I mean, David Tepper. And then I don't know if you saw Tepper's his uh, press conference. I listened mm-hmm. to it. I didn't see it. I listened to it, man. And I'm that that owner is so out of touch. I don't, Charlotte. I, I have not been impressed with a single thing he's done. I mean, Mr. Tepper. I hope. I hope. I hope this gets back to you, but. I mean, you got to you got to get on the ground in Charlotte with with your fan base because I've been to a couple of games um, at Carolina during his tenure over the last two years. I mean, he's been here for three now, I think, right, three or four. 
But at any rate, the the whole stadium is whoever's playing Carolina. It's either 50-50 yeah, it, it, or by halftime it's more. Yeah, they don't have a home field advantage. They do not have a home field advantage. And, I mean, it's just – I've never seen an owner so out of touch with reality. I mean, all he wanted to talk about was Charlotte FC. He was just trying to divert. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's simple. You made a mistake yeah. with hiring Matt Rule. It was obvious to many that he just – God, he was such a dud. Yeah. Well, and, you know, he dumped all that – or he got that project started down in South Carolina for their whole training facility, and then he bailed on that, you know, yeah. uh, halfway – not even halfway into it. And he just – I'm not a fan of his. No, I mean, he's just – I mean, his press conference, I, I think he said, look – I mean, he said, look in front of almost every sentence. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I thought billionaires were polished. Right. I mean, he is totally not polished. And I don't want to turn into just bashing him, but he's ultimately who hired Rule. rule. Yeah. So, I mean. And he did it with because he was afraid another team wanted him. So, it wasn't that he was, that he did all his due diligence. He thought, oh. The Giants want him, so I gotta, I gotta yeah. get him signed because you know. No, nah, it was it was ugly. It was ugly. Um, yeah. So Steve Wilkes is gonna be the interim. Yeah, and, I, and his press conference was really good. It seemed it's it was difference of night and day listening to him and Coach Rule. And he does have a year of coaching. He does. Uh, he does. Got some Cardinals. experience for sure. And uh, I mean, I they say he's got a shot at the job. I don't know. I mean, I. Well, did you hear uh, Sean Payton? Called it an, an, an attractive job. Yeah, that was encouraging. I mean, obviously, I think Sean Payton clearly would would vault to the top of the of the heap, so to speak, when yeah. it comes oh, to Oh, there's an coaches. opening, and he's interested. Yeah, it's a done it's, deal. It's a done deal. I mean, but his, I think, I think Scott Fitterer ought to be a little worried about that, though, because I can't, I can't see, and I think Tepper even alluded to it, that – the, the next coach is going to have to have maybe some crossover GM duties. Hmm. And Sean Payton clearly yeah, it does. seems yes. like the logical fit for that because the other candidates like a Eric Bieniemy, you know, and I've, I've even heard Shane Waldron, Seattle's offensive coordinator, which who has ties with Fitterer. Mm-hmm. But those kind of those guys are not going to have that crossover GM like Peyton. Experience like Peyton. Right. I mean, Peyton would be a home run, I would think. Well, and, and Wilkes gets to start his tenure with, without his starting quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Baker's, yeah. Gonna, you know, high ankle sprain, going to be out two to six weeks. I don't uh, know if that's a bad thing. Might be. <laughs> you know, might he, be a blessing he, in disguise. P.J. Walker PJ. will be the, the starter moving forward. I mean, honestly, based on these first five, I mean, I don't see how P.J. Walker's not an upgrade. I, yeah. And, I mean, I know Baker's a better quarterback than what he's shown. He's clearly better than what he's shown. But How, I mean, many, how many head coaches is he going to cost them their, their jobs? That ought, to, <laughs> that ought to get its own slide, man. We ought to have a slide on that. Well, you got anything else coming in hot, or you want to just jump right on into the NFL while we're on it? I say we roll into the NFL. Okay. Well, and then there was one. Of course, this is the second week of uh, the Eagles being the only undefeated team, but they 
They, 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 did, a, they didn't look real impressive. They found a way to get it done. They, you know, no. only 139 yards on the ground for, for the league's best rushing offense. Right. Jalen was just kind of so-so. Well, I mean, that's, the that's to me, the recipe is to just stop him from the run and yeah. make Jalen beat you with his arm. And yeah. I mean, you you can hang with the Eagles, but you still have their defense to contend right. with. And, yeah, because yeah. I'm not impressed with the Cardinals this year. So, that they struggled with the Cardinals is – you know, they're going to get tested this week. Yeah, yeah. And it's no, actually one of my games to watch this week, but but the Eagles get the Cowboys Sunday night. No, the Eagles and the Cowboys is definitely a game to watch. That'll be a good game yeah. for sure. Um, how about your Giants over the Packers? That was a that was maybe that was a, a that was a, a worthy victory. I'll tell you, Daniel Jones, these last few weeks is. Changing my opinion of him. Well, maybe that's what he's doing, trying to change the Giants' opinion. I mean, he of him. even at the end of the game, he he was all busted open and bloodied. I don't know if you saw. I they saw showed it, they yeah. showed a picture of his center, who looked like he was on his period <laughs> <laughs> because of Andrew taking the snap. I mean, Daniel taking the snaps. But uh, now I, I have even the loss to the Cowboys wasn't on him. Right. He no, kept us in that game. He's balling. He's balling. So, he's playing definitely above Danny Nichols. He might be seven and a half cent to yeah, you right he's, now, huh? He's not, <laughs> he, he's not Danny Nichols right now. A nickel and a couple of pennies. I'm not going to call him Danny Dyes, but I'm going to call him. And the wide receiver core. Who's hurt any of these guys? No, it's, a, it's the list of who knows who's so, going to get the ball. I mean, I who do, knows their names? I, I don't. I do think it's Dable and Wink are doing – Fantastic coaching job. And yeah, they look. They so look. between their coaching and uh, you got Saquon, who looks like right now the best running back in the league, and Daniel, who's balling his ass off. You know, I've heard things like worst four and one team in the history of the NFL, and I've I heard it's we can no longer call them the worst four and one I mean, team because that's hard to say a, a bad four know, and one. And they Usually, got some good win. I mean, they beat the Titans, they beat the Packers. Right. They they're not blowing. They're not dominating and blowing people away. Yeah. I think that's Dubs why people. A w man. Yeah, the Dub's the Dub. And then the week five is usually where you start to see the dust settling, and so and I the mean, Giants get a tough one this week also. Yeah. I, I I know I'm jumping. I'm, I'm spoiler alert, but another game to yeah. watch is them versus the Ravens. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one too. Yeah. That's at New York. That one's at, that one's in New York. That's right. Sure That'll is be good. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm gonna give the Giants the credit. I mean, I think the Packers. I mean, clearly, I mean Aaron Rodgers right now. He's got no, no intermediate and deep passing game. I mean, right now there. No, everything's checked now. So. It is. It's it's really. It's embarrassing. And you wouldn't think that. You wouldn't think that out of Rodgers. I know. You wouldn't. And, I mean, to get the ball, what what was it? Uh, they had it second and goal, mm-hmm. and they threw it two times. I mean, you got A.J. Dillon and A.A. Ron <laughs> as your running back, so yeah. you don't run the ball. Right. I mean, I, I kind of I kind of understood the first one because, right. you know, you want to catch the Giants up there for the run, but still, I mean, A.J. Dillon from the one-yard line? Yeah, he, he can yeah. Come on, man. drag three guys in with him. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, that, that's one thing, you know, you mentioned in the Packers game. Over the last few years, it seems like the offense has always beat the defenses. When it would come down to that last possession, 
the, the offense would get that walk-off win. But this weekend, you had the Packers couldn't do it. The Commanders couldn't do it. The Browns couldn't do it. The Cardinals, of course, theirs was to try to tie mm-hmm. uh, and miss the field goal where they could have tied and took uh, the Eagles to overtime. But defense is one out. Yeah. Even in college. The, uh, ba- the Bears, were, they had a chance to rally and beat the Vikings, yeah, and, yeah. and the Vikings get yeah, a fumble so, recovery on the last. Yeah, it's good to see some of these defensive stands because it seems like it's – you know, watching the Bama game Saturday, I was like, well, here we go again. You know, we're – but their defense stood up and, and made the play when they had to. So, it, it's good to see it's not always the offense winning it. You right. know, if they've got that opportunity in, in the end. So, I was glad to see some defenses so standing how, tall. So, defenses standing tall and and analytics, handcuffing coaches. Yeah, handcuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what. Staley? Not sta- Well, not Staley, but uh, McDaniel. Oh, yeah, Gosh. last night. Four and a half minutes still to go in the game. Why are you going for two? I don't, I don't understand it. I, I mean, don't get it. I mean, I get analytics. I do. Yeah, I mean, analytics are important. Sometimes you got to use you, common sense. You have to use your experience as a coach. Yeah, and that might be the problem with like Staley. He's got no experience. He's young. Well, but both of those two coaches, that's their mo. They're they like to be aggressive and yeah, but go for it. And but it, you, fourth you, and I mean, two from your own yeah. like what forty six. From your own forty six. I don't even know if it was that. With what was it? I I wrote. I thought I wrote, with yeah. There was fourth, a fourth and one from their own forty six with about a minute and fifteen left. Yeah. And he goes for it. Not only does he go for it, he go he throws the ball, incomplete, stops the clock. Yeah. You give him the ball back essentially at midfield. Mm-hmm. With a with a with a one point lead, field goal beats you. Matt just makes zero, right. zero sense. Yes. Yeah, now, it, it, he got lucky. He got lucky, so that fuels to the fire for him because that's a victory on his analytics sheet. But right. he's going to lose his job over analytics. Well, he, he, he missed out on the playoffs last year yeah. because of analytics. Yeah, and they're struggling right now with what I would imagine the ownership considers – Oh, they a came Super in, Bowl yeah, they, caliber they definitely, team. They definitely were preseason. That's right. We had picks. them up there for sure. Yeah. So I mean, I I mean, I I get it with analytics, but at some point, these coaches are going to have to use some common sense and play some old school mentality. Well, these owners are going to have to come together and use some common sense and take the uh, the dresses off the quarterbacks, as Aikman said. <laughs> uh, because this rough in the passer is getting ridiculous. I mean, you want to just two-hand touch the quarterback? I mean, it's hard to watch sometimes the game. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get I get trying to protect, but, I mean, the, the call on time. I mean, and I, and I love Brady. Yeah. I'm a Brady guy. But that was no roughing the passer. No, nah, I mean, he didn't pick him up and slam him. He didn't his, – his body weight didn't come down on him. He – Kind of ragdolled him a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, of course, that it is Brady, so I, I do think he, he gets some calls <laughs> oh, that other quarterbacks wouldn't. He's definitely going to get some calls because uh, Mahomes was looking looking like, when am I going to get exactly. a call? Exactly. Mahomes was Mahomes, taking a beating. He did take a beating. And then uh, in that same game, Derek Carr 
you know, he's going past the ball, and Frank Clark comes from behind, takes the ball out of his hand while he's tackling him to the ground, puts his hand down so he doesn't bring all his weight down yeah. on top of Derek Carr. Should have been a fumble, turnover, Chiefs ball. They call roughing the passer. And, you know, Clark went out hurt. I don't know if it was that play, but well, that, that play might have hurt him. I was listening to, uh, I, think it, I think it was Bart Scott uh, on, on uh, ESPN Radio today, and he was talking about, you know what happens to when a 300-pound man tries to catch himself with, yeah. a, with one wrist? He breaks it. Yeah. So, he I mean, breaks it. And, I mean, how, how in the world are these world-class athletes, like a Frank Clark who has size and speed, how is he going to twist and contort right. well, his body in a half a second, it, even it, less than that? Yeah, it's okay for the defender to get hurt, but let's not hurt the quarterback. Now, nice. I got to get the quarterbacks are the marquee players, and I'm fine with no hitting them in the head, no hitting them late, no low, no hitting them be- below the knees. Sure. You know, I'm fine. But you got to still give them some way to, to tackle the quarterback. Yeah, they got to figure out. You know, they got out. this much they can tackle him with. And I, you know, and. I, I do get to picking up and driving them sure. and driving your body weight onto them. But but just a tackle where you wind up on top, that's not rough in the passing. No, the problem with all of this is is the subjectivity of it. Right. Is and and I think as it's written was okay, but now it starts to become gray and it gets subjective and it goes from one like like Tom Brady being one hundred percent protected. Mahomes not being protected or a Josh at Allen all. because he's bigger he's big. and stronger. You know, Cam Newton back Cam in the Newton, day used ben, to Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like the LeBron James rules in the NBA. I mean, he right. gets hacked and fouled every time he goes to the hole, but he's big and tough and strong and can take it. So we're not going to call a foul. That's right. Well, yeah, that's not. No, they got to figure it out because they're losing. They're losing some fans. I mean, I realize the NFL is a strong brand. Right. It's not going anywhere, but I mean. Well, yeah, some it's people were saying it was an overreaction to the two-way to injury. Everyone's, yeah, knee-jerk for sure. So, they need to figure things out. And mm-hmm. Speaking of Tua, how ironic is it that Teddy Bridgewater, Tua's fill-in, gets first play. Likely not first play. Maybe not even concussed because right. he passed the protocol but wasn't allowed back in. Because he so, wobbled a little exactly. bit. Exactly. So they had to go to a third-string quarterback. That's right. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's interesting. It's been an ugly couple of weeks for, for all that in the NFL. Do you see Quentin Williams' stiff arm of Tyreek? <laughs> that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Yeah. I love Quentin. Well, man. you know, they were kind of uh, – there was some animosity towards Tyreek because he, you know, he spurned the Jets right. to go to the Dolphins. So, they I, – I, I know they were he basically, enjoying what, that. What did he say? Who are the Jets or something? Well, no, well – this week it came out that he had to make an adult decision and there was no there's no income tax oh, in I Florida and there is in New York so he went with Florida I guess so oh well yeah that was that was some good games man yeah um, the Jets man you know that's what I I, I know I, I I preach too much on on the whole Tua subject but they always talk about, you know, Tua's not good quarterback. You know, every time that Tua goes out and the Dolphins have to play somebody else at quarterback, they lose. They get smashed. Yet, all Tua does is win, but he's not a good quarterback. No. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> now they got smashed, man. They got smashed. 
Dallas and Philly, you know, Dallas, I can't wait to see that game. That's going to be a good one. That is, yeah, that's definitely that and the Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah, oh, definitely. definitely. Sunday, just get your popcorn, get your, your buffalo wings, get your pizza, whatever you need. Sit down at 1 o'clock, watch the Giants against the Ravens. Then go to the 425 game and watch the Bills versus the Chiefs. Then eat your little dinner and get ready for the nightcap with the Cowboys versus the Eagles. That's a hell of a triple header right there. Yes, yeah, that is three good games should in three be. different time slots. Should be some that should be some football for should sure. Should be some good football. Yeah, yeah, because that that Buffalo KC. Yeah, you've got the same. Yeah, same as same as me. Those to me are the three best games of the weekend, and uh, that. That's going to be my viewing schedule. Yeah, I kind of want to see what Wink's going to do with Lamar. I'll be sitting right over there in the theater. Yeah. Watching it all day Sunday. Yep. Cool. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about the Wink-Lamar uh, match because Wink was the D.C. At, right. at Baltimore. I, I, didn't even, right. I didn't even take that into consideration. Yes. But, yeah, that's a – You got some insight into maybe that, what it that, takes to stop Lamar. That will be interesting. Giants could go to 5-1, and one, man. You know, they've already reached their win total from last season. I know. Well, they, I think they've reached what we rec- suggested their win total was going to be this yeah. year. I mean, I, it's going to be interesting revisiting our early predictions from weeks ago. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm still – I still – They still have a tough view, schedule. Yeah, I don't view tough. them as legit contenders this year. But uh, but Daniel Jones is, is balling. Daniel is, Jones is balling. Saquon they, they looks get, good. If they can get some of these wide receivers healthy. Well, I also saw that uh, the Giants are, are high on the list of maybe a trade for D.J. Moore. Yeah, yeah, I heard a little bit about that today. And then another name I heard, which I don't – I don't know if, if he's really – would be traded, but T. Higgins – Hmm. You know, because he's fallen, fallen a little bit down the the, the target share chart yeah. down there in uh, Cincinnati. Well, they they do have an ex- excess. Yeah. So that then, might be a good move by the Bengals because they they might be able to. I, I'll, I'll throw another name out there if the Giants are in playoff contention. Odell. Yeah, I'm really surprised Odell's still sitting. Well, around. I mean, you know, I mean, they know he can't play. Until right. at least November, so I think he's just. I think Odell's sitting back. I don't think he wants. I think he wants to see where the teams are at. Yeah, he wants a ring. Yeah, he wants another ring. Sure. I don't blame him. No. I mean, at this point, no, he might as well be hired for. Yeah, he's gonna be a hired gun. Yeah, hired gun. Yeah, for sure. All Sweet. Right. Anything else you want to add on the NFL? No, no. All right. Let's, no, I'm good. Let's jump into college. Let's do it. Week six of, of college football. Week six, I not much changed. You know, I flip flopped. I flip flopped my top five. I did too. Um, I think you know. I think I'll start with my outside looking in. Still, okay. I actually think I got Oklahoma State yeah. ahead of USC. Outside looking in, I like. I mean, they. I know Oklahoma State had a little bit of a struggle win. Mm-hmm. Um, so did USC for that matter. Um, but I think Oklahoma State to me is is better than USC. Of course, you got the Vols, and you got Ole Miss. I, mean, I was I was actually tempted to put the Vols in my top five this week. Who are you gonna bump out? That's, well, actually, I, mean, I probably would have bumped your guys out. Oh, based on but, one. 
Well, actually, though, Michigan, they haven't really had any no, there's not dominating a, win. I mean, they're letting teams well, hang there's, around with There's them. no signature win, right, yeah. no dominant signature but win. But then when I went back and looked at Tennessee's schedule and, and who their wins have come against and this and that, and it really no. wasn't that impressive. Not really. I think they are, they're, you know, a little bit over. You know, I think – I think the AP is just caught up in being in the now. You know, it's like, okay, this week Georgia had the better win. They're number one. This week Alabama had the better win. They're number one. I mean, they keep flip-flopping people around. And if you really look at a side-by-side comparison of Georgia and Alabama, their seasons are almost mirror images. Right. Where they've, you know, each had two or three struggle wins and three blowouts. So where they played – cupcake teams yeah and if you and then if you look at like take the last four weeks if you take a look the last four weeks georgia and alabama both have two struggle wins and two blowouts and georgia's so the 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 struggle wins for bama was at texas right with 15 turnovers at a and i mean not at a and m 15 penalties 15 penalties a and m in, in Tuscaloosa this past weekend without Bryce Young playing a, a freshman quarterback making his first career start. And 37 turnovers. <laughs> he, he did it, fumble two himself and, and one interception. Uh, so those are the two Bama struggle wins at Texas and against Texas A&M with, with, a backup, with our backup quarterback playing. Georgia's two struggle wins at Missouri and then at home against Kent State. Yeah. So, if I'm going to give a check mark to who had the better struggle wins, that check's going to the Bama side. Yeah, yeah. All right, then the blowout wins. Bama at Arkansas and then versus Vandy at home. And then the Georgia blowout wins were at South Carolina and then Auburn at home. So, to me, probably the most impressive of the blowout wins would be the Bama at Arkansas. Yeah, given the time frame and, and what Arkansas was ranked at the exactly. time. Yeah. So, there again, I'm going to give the check mark over there to Bama. So, I like that we're not number one. I know it sounds like I'm making an argument for why we should be number one. Actually, on my list, I've got Ohio State number one. Me too. <laughs> so, I think we should be number two and Georgia number three. Me too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yep, we, we disagree at four and five. Though. Yeah. I did bump your guys down this week because – Clemson does look like they're starting to figure things out. Yeah, yeah, and and I I I got that. The defenses defenses starting to get back to what we thought they were going to be. Yeah, yeah, but you know they. And I think their win, their offense is still. I mean, yeah, but the main reason I jumped them over Michigan is because I think they've got the best win. Yeah. The, the NC State win to me. Yeah, definitely is the tiebreaker and the wake. So the I, wake. I tried to look at at body of work uh, and circumstances. And that's why, you know, each week up till now, I've been going by the AP's ranking. Well, I'm doing my own ranking like you've been doing. From now on, I'm doing my own ranking. So, like I said, I had Michigan at five. I see you got them at four. Honestly, though, if you were to take resume, I mean, you could make an argument to bump Clemson to number one. If you really consider NC State and Wake to be ranked opponents. this is true. I mean, they have the most impressive resume for W's, but the eye test says no. Right. 
you know that the, is a good point the you know so there that's the whole thing about this whole discussion it's subjective right. yeah. every bit of this is subjective i think the committee and the number of committee members is what makes a difference and brings a little bit of sanity mm-hmm. to this discussion and the committee doesn't kick in for another few weeks right so we're gonna we're gonna see Alabama. It's gonna be drop. a committee of two right now. Yeah, that's right. Our committee of two almost sees eye. Yeah, to we eye. were pretty close. And like so, I said, the only reason I jumped Clemson, and I think you might, you you sound like you're talking yourself into thinking you probably should have had Clemson ahead of Michigan. Well, I mean, if if you start start taking, I try to not get too caught up in the week to week because I've been a huge right proponent, or I've been a huge in discussions about resumes because you can't compare what one team does from week to week and what they did against a a, a common opponent Mm -hmm. from three weeks ago. None of that matters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the pulse of the team, the pulse of the team changes from week to week, from month to month. And so you never can tell. You Like Kent State, Georgia struggling with Kent State. I kind of wrote that off. Now the Missouri struggle, yeah, that was eye-opening yeah. a little bit. The well, Alabama you know, struggle really, against A and M, really, it should be written off. Should Georgia have started the year on, at number one and still be there because they haven't lost a game? They clearly should have started at number one, but that's a, another again, that's subjective and it's based on a bunch of writers deciding who has the best roster coming in who's loaded at what position coming in georgia was decimated yep. at some positions i'm gonna give so, us i'm gonna give a spoiler alert right now so yeah so go for it give ne- us. next week's number one team for me whoever wins in knoxville this weekend because that's gonna be the best win any resume oh yeah tennessee tennessee, tennessee will vault i don't know that i will vault them to number one but Tennessee will clearly they fall go, well be, inside oh, my yeah. top five yeah. if they do pull off well, the victory. Yeah. It's, it's, going to be, it's going to depend on what kind of victory it is. I'll say that. But uh, And it's going to depend but, on who, who starts and who finishes right. that quarterback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well. It's going to kind of depend on the victory. But if Alabama wins that game, yeah, without a doubt, they – I, I, oh, they, yeah. They got Al- one. Alabama vaults clearly to number one with a W. And that's what you, you and I have said this for years. Like, I see people arguing about who should, you know, who the, everyone waits for the AP poll to come out and then they start whining and, and bitching and complaining. But who cares? You know, I could, yeah, care, yeah. I could care less if Alabama fell to six right now. Yeah. I want to be the number one rated team. The day after the, the, national, the national championship. championship. I don't I mean, want to be number one up until then. And if your team is in the discussion, then your team is going to have worthy games by season end to build their resume. Mm-hmm. Who cares where they're ranked now? Right. I mean, it's only – and you may even argue that it's only for us to have things to talk yeah, about, it's, really. It's, 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 I mean, the, the grand scheme of things, they might be just – Puppeteer and all right. of us to have these discussions. Because well, and, and you know, actually, I think it it's not helping Tennessee that Alabama fell to number three because that's just going to piss those boys off, and Nick's going to use it as fuel that they're being disrespected <laughs> and they played shitty and they don't deserve it and they better go out there and earn. I mean, 
All that did was just give uh, Nick more ammunition, as if he needed any. They did. They did play off. We got lucky. We got lucky to escape with that one. I, I mean, I don't know that I call it lucky though, because well, I we mean, were I, in control the whole game. I call it's it, just we, I call we it lucky because we played sloppy and we. I mean, we never trailed. We basically beat ourselves. Yeah. And Texas A&M just didn't take advantage. Well, that's, that's the thing. We've Alabama has tried to give away two games, and still won those games. So to right. me, that's that's the sign of those a, are championship builders. Exactly. So, and I, you know, I could see us losing this weekend to Tennessee, but still, it, go, does, it go, doesn't hurt our no, cause. No, it won't hurt us. It, it'll it'll again it'll drop us back, but we still have if, if we, we beat, still have the Mississippi schools, yeah, and Auburn and LSU. And yeah, if we LSU, win all those, yeah, exactly. We're in the SEC, SEC championship, and then a victory in the SEC championship, we're back we're almost as, so you, assured of being back yeah, in. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, this I lost this this early does make it hard. You know, the 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 margin for error is is greatly reduced, but it doesn't diminish the season. Right, especially if we have to play it again without Bryce. You know, I could, I could see. Uh, like I said, I, I picked Oklahoma State to run the table in the bigs. I could see Oklahoma State getting into the top four discussion if, if we were to slip up and lose a game. If, if any one of the current top four were to slip up and lose a game, and if USC gets by Utah this weekend. I can see USC well, you know, running the table in the pack and going undefeated. There's going to be a, either Georgia or Alabama is guaranteed to have at least one loss. Sure. Michigan, Ohio State. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So there is going to be some opportunity for if Oklahoma State goes there undefeated, is. if the USC goes yeah. undefeated, if you know Clemson goes undefeated. Yeah, because, I mean, you could almost – I mean, Clemson – Clemson's survived their biggest test, what we thought. Yeah, yeah. And so if Clemson doesn't struggle. I think I mean, they've got Florida State this weekend, don't they? Yeah, they got so, FSU. I mean, that, they still have some losable games. Yeah. I mean, because Clemson can always pull a Clemson. Right. And, I mean, and DJ can get hurt. Who knows? I mean, you never know what can yeah, happen. Any, but Any team can, can be upset. I could sure. see this year, I could see, you know, Clemson running the table, Oklahoma State running the table, USC running the table, and then that doesn't leave a whole lot of room. Yeah, how about that Oklahoma State-TCU matchup this weekend? Yeah. That's going to be a nice one. It's going to be a nice one. Yeah, I've got I've got that as a game to watch. i got Penn State-Michigan. Me too. You know, that's a top ten, two top ten schools kicking off at noon. Of course, i got Alabama-Tennessee, number three versus number six. I can't believe Alabama opened as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I can. I mean, it's the Alabama factor. Yeah, that still that still surprised me with the uncertainty right at quarterback. around quarterback. But uh, like I said, that, that whoever wins that game is gonna ha- have a lot of lot of clout. NC State Syracuse is a is a ranked game. I mean, I don't. I'm not watching it, but <laughs> but that's a ranked game. Mississippi yeah. State versus UK, Kentucky State. Mississippi State's looking pretty good, man. Kentucky. The, the shine is off. The, the I blue. know, but but they they played without their stud. Yeah, this so, is true. Levis wasn't. I mean, in the game. that, that, that was true. a big deal. Yep, that was a big deal. Yeah, you, it's too bad these teams are having to play without their star quarterbacks. I know it's so tough. 
But, so, uh, so we talked about a Heisman list. Do you? Yeah, let's let's, uh, let's jump into our our er, way too early you, midseason. Did you rank yours or just no, list them? Or? I just listed the guys that I think should be in contention. Okay, because I I actually I rated them. My, I got my top five. I got three. Okay, I got three quarterbacks and two running backs. All right, and uh, go for it. And this is as of today. Okay. So, I didn't include Bryce Young. No. Because he's hurt right now. And, and he hasn't put up Heisman numbers. No, nah, no. Nah. I, I think there's. I think if he can get back <laughs> on the field either this week or next week and shows out, I, I think he still could have a chance at the Heisman. But right now, I got C.J. Stroud as my, my number one. Uh, his QBR, almost 95. His quarterback rating, 207.6. 24 touchdown passes already. Yeah. Uh, set over 1,700 passing yards. I mean, those are video game numbers. So yeah, I, he started out sluggish, but he he's, did. But he's, he, he's definitely he's not much of a runner. <laughs> he's got no. 10 carries for four yards. Of course, I'm sure sacks yeah. uh, took away some of his yardage, but he that bodes well for Sunday. He right him. now is in the in in the driver's. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. As far as Sundays, he's in the driver's seat right now for the Heisman and for the number one overall. Picking next year's yeah. NFL draft. Next one's kind of, might be surprising. I don't know. I don't think I see him over there on your list, but Mr. Dorian Thompson Robinson, yeah, from UCLA. Now he's put up over fifteen hundred yards of passing, fifteen touchdowns. His QBR is eighty-eight. His QB rating is one eighty. He also has run for over two hundred yards and four touchdowns on the ground. So I've got him as my number two right now. And he's got a, a good team. That's important. So that's that's my number two. My number three, we're gonna see him this weekend in Knoxville. Yeah. Hendon Hooker. He's having a nice, nice season. He's got over fourteen hundred yards and touch ten touchdowns. QBR is ninety point four. QB rating one seventy nine and a half. And he also, like uh, Thompson Robinson, has rushed for over two hundred yards and he's got three touchdowns on the ground. So yeah. Some some nice numbers. Any other quarterbacks you you got mentioned? I I still have Caleb Williams in in the in the discussion. He's he's coming on. He, well, he laid that egg a couple weeks I ago, know. and that's kind of bumped him down the list for me. Uh, but he's coming on, and I also have Will Rogers at, out of at Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Yeah, he's put up. I, you he's, know, he's he got did, some video game numbers. Yeah, but they weren't quite no, what these guys as, were at. And of course, I know some of these. Early in the season, you got some of these padded stats against lesser opponents. Sure. So that those have a way of working themselves out as the season goes on. Yeah. But like I said, I just based it on it if I had to hand out the trophy today. Yeah, I mean, I did that too, but I, I felt like his numbers were worthy enough to make my list. And then uh, my number four – is a running back who also is going to be in that game in Knoxville this weekend, Mr. Gibbs for Alabama. I actually got him right now as the highest uh, rank in Alabama for the Heisman. And uh, when I looked at all his, you know, rushing, receiving, and returning, he's almost at 1,000 yards. Yeah. He's at 864 yards. Now, not a lot of touchdowns. He's only got five touchdowns. Right. And two of those <laughs> were 70-yarders. But that's what – when they get in tight, they bring in the bigger backs. You know, they bring in Jace or right. uh, or Roydell. Um, so he's not going to get any goal line carries. Uh, 
So he's only got the two long rushing touchdowns, and his other touchdowns are through the air. But as far as just all-purpose yardage, uh, very impressive. You know, and he's averaging 8.3 a rush, 10 every carry, and yeah. 28 yards every return. So, I mean, ridiculous numbers, all-around threat. And then I got your boy, Blake Corum, as uh, my number five, my number two running back. He's 735 yards on the ground with 11 touchdowns. That's pretty impressive, 11 I rushing mean, five touchdowns. five in one game. Yeah, that's, that kind of pads the stats <laughs> sure. a little bit. But still, uh, and then, you know, he's not a much of a, of a threat receiving or returning. So, his totals – don't look quite as good as Jamar, so that's why I had him at, behind Gibbs yeah. as far as running backs go. Yeah, the only I mean, I I basically I didn't rank mine, but I got C.J. Stroud, Hendon Hooker, mm-hmm. Caleb Williams, Will Rogers as quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think we we kind of see see similar uh, numbers from from all these guys. I right. agree with C.J. Stroud. Um, running back wise, I, the only the only one I have, and, and I really didn't add uh, Gibbs, only because I didn't want to be a homer. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nah, and, you know, and, and I, his 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 stats are kind of sneaky. They're sneaky, yeah. I you, mean, you're right. They I are did, sneaky. I didn't expect him to have as much as he had. Right, because it is such a, a committee. Early on, early on, his numbers weren't huge, weren't you know, and, and they've they've gotten better. But as the seasons rolled on, he's become way more integral to yep. the offense than early on. So yeah, I can see that. But I, I of course, I got Blake Corum, and then I have the pit running back. Okay, uh, Israel Abinaconda. Yeah, I didn't include him because I didn't want to have to say his name. I didn't want to have to say his name either, but he's he's put up some good numbers too. So I think I think those are some of the names that have kind of jumped out in the in the lead, so to speak. Okay. Um, obviously, Hendon Hooker has a chance to really make a name for himself this weekend. Oh yeah, and I mean he could he could actually vault he, he could to vault the yeah top of the list. Here's, here's your and he's gonna have a he's gonna have a few. Heisman opportunities because oh, yeah. he's got Georgia still to play. Sure. Uh, so you know this this next three or four weeks for Hendon Hooker. Yeah, they're important. Yeah, he can he can really Heisman. put his name up there, or he can disappear off yep. of the, uh, exactly. the watch list. All right. Well, another segment we started last week was uh, the Mallard's picks. Oh yeah. And oh, uh, yeah, the Mallard's picks. The Duck. He went five and zero oh week one with. The duck struggled a little bit this week. He did struggle. Yeah, we like to say he took it on the beak. <laughs> yeah, you did take it on the beak, Mallard. Uh, yeah, he he only went two for five this week. I know we were we were gonna try to get them. That's get, ten and two, man. No, no, no I he mean went no, two that's, and five. He so he's two seven and five, five yeah, overall, so he's which seven, is still when still ex- when you look at these other guys, if if they're five hundred, right, a lot of them have a losing record, but yeah, but yeah, and and you know. Uh, we had only asked for five picks, so if he would have if he would have left off his last two, he would have been seven and three. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we still but, a, it's still a work in progress. We're still but, but UCLA cost him, and uh, and San Jose. Uh, he thought UNLV would be able to hang with San Jose. Yeah, and, and, that was and a he's a he's whooping. a West Coast guy, so you see a lot of West yeah. Coast influence on on his picks. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So. so 
send it, send those picks in again. We we we'd like to get them earlier well, where we, we can we get them on go, the show. We were gonna do a TikTok because right, you really week. can't get them in. I know it's it's it, you know I mean, Monday it, yeah or Tuesday. It's still kind of early in the week, and we were gonna do a TikTok with with Mallard's picks, but. I was sick as a dog. I yeah, mean, I'm so. still kind of getting over it. Right. So um, there was no way we could do a TikTok and, and announce. But Maybe this but week. Maybe this week we can come out with a TikTok Thursday night and announce some picks yep. um, and, and see where that yeah. goes. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously we're not padding his stats or I wouldn't have made him two and five. <laughs> no, no, they're so. legit, man. He's so. Yeah, he's still up, and that's that's that when you when you're gambling, that's the important. That's thing. good in the gambling the, game, and he had some he had some other picks that he didn't really publish those. Yeah. that he actually hit on. Okay. So, so he he's got other picks. That right. These are just the ones he submitted. That he, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move over to baseball. Let's finish up and, with a little uh, baseball. Talk talk a little playoffs because the divisional series started tonight. Two games, like I said earlier, already over with. The the Phillies beat the Braves seven to six at Atlanta. Atlanta's the the, uh, the higher seed there, obviously. And then uh, right before we started taping, we watched uh, Jordan Alvarez with a three run jack. Yeah, a little walk, walk off. off. Walk-off home run to, to save the Astros in game Man, one versus the Mariners. That's tough. I would like to have seen the Mariners jump out on the Astros. Yeah, the Mariners have got, you know. They are. Julio good. Rodriguez, oh. he's the future of baseball. And you know what? The future's now. Yeah. Because that kid is amazing. He is amazing. And they're so young. Oh, I mean, yeah. They, God, they're going – they're, they're – I can see this kind of being like, you know, the Astros were here and now the Mariners are, are creeping up on them and trying to make that move past them. And, and they've got the talent to do it. You know, they add a few more pieces. Right, right. I mean, they, they shelled Verlander today. Yeah. Verlander started for the Astros and gave up uh, six runs, all earned, in just four innings. So, yeah. I, I still – in that series, I still like the Astros. Well, now, well, I mean, of course, now they won Game One, but even before I knew the outcome of sure, Game One, of course, I think, yeah, I, I honestly, I thought the Astros were going to sweep them. Yeah, just yeah. because their experience, their experience, the and, the, and the Mariners aren't aren't as strong just right. across the board, and they're young. Yeah, so I kind of felt like the Astros were going to sweep them. Just the fact that it didn't look like the the game, the pressure was too big for them, yeah. and they. They had a chance to win that. Well, you, I think they can give the Astros a good series. You know, I think also sometimes these these first games kind of the, the the teams that had to play in the wild card have a little bit of advantage, you know, because they're not having to shake any rust. And I think we saw it in both games today, right? With the the Braves fell behind early and finally had to, they they needed a three run home run just to lose by one, right? Close it up, and then Houston was trailing the whole game, and it took them a while. So I think you got these teams that just came off of games that are, are already, you know, mm-hmm. in a groove, mm-hmm. and you got the other teams that had their buys <laughs> trying to get back into a groove. So uh, so who you like? You, you said you like the Astros. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like the, I, I like the Astros to sweep the Mariners just because the Mariners' age, I think, is going to get them. Um, Maybe they can get one in Seattle. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess they can. Um, you know, Cleveland, Cleveland is so, that's another. God, they're so balanced and that's another. That, they so, remind that they remind me a lot of the Mariners. You they're know, good, man, they're across the board. And, Every facet of the game they're good in, and the and the Yankees. The Yankees are missing a few cogs to the well, wheel. Yeah, Araldis Chapman, he yeah. went AWOL. Yeah. Uh, so they, they left him off the the post uh, the postseason roster. Scott Ephras or Ephras, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but he's having Tommy John surgery, so he's done. And he was one of their top bullpen arms. DJ LeMayhew, mm-hmm. he's injured. Andrew Benatendi, ben, Benatendi, Benatendi. <laughs> Yeah. He's injured, and uh, Frankie Montas and Benintendi and Montas were the ones they traded for at the deadline, right? To help put them over the top, and now they're they're missing both of them, and they live and die by the bomb. Yeah, and Aaron. Yeah, so I mean, all Aaron's the Guardians have to do struggling is, is a little bit. Yeah, all towards the, the end, all the Guardians have to do is you know not let Judge beat them, and I think I actually picked the Guardians to win this series. Yeah, I mean, I actually. I, I don't. I think the Yankees are going to win it just because it's the Yankees. But I could. They, I could see the Guardians. They. They. The Yankees have not looked good. I mean, no. they were letting the rest of the division catch them. I know. Towards I the know. end of the season. I know. And that, the Guardians are just. That's my so only. That's my only upset that I picked was the Guardians. I got. I got the Braves and Dodgers. Even though the Braves dropped Game One. I still think that uh, they'll bounce back from that. Phillies are hot, though. The Phillies are hot. They are hot. They are hot, but uh, I still like I still like the defending champs. And they probably got Kyle Wright going in game two against Charlie Morton. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I I do. I like the Braves to. I like the Braves to win it. I think the the Phillies. If if the Braves get their bats going again early on and can get into the Phillies' bullpen, mm-hmm. you know, the bullpen sucks. Well, and uh, uh, isn't that where David Robertson, isn't he the Phillies now? Uh, no, he's the relief pitcher? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kimbrough's with the Dodgers, and he got left off the hmm. the postseason, and, and uh, Dave Robertson also is injured, and he's not. So, like you said, if you can get to the bullpen, you're in good shape. Yeah. And then the Padres and the Dodgers – yeah, there's a lot of star power in that series. Yeah, there is, man. I like, you know, I just, I just can't see the, the Dodgers' firepower and their pitching staff. I mean, I mean, they won 111 games. 111 games. games. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they're to me, they're the team to beat. But you know, the Padres went out, spent a lot of money, made a lot of trades. Of course, it seems like everybody they traded for left their game with the. Yeah, with the, they, other, they, with the team they they left. You yeah, know, they definitely uh, didn't bring their game with exactly. them. Exactly. Josh Hader's been maybe terrible. They'll, maybe they'll find it in Juan, the playoffs. Juan Soto's just been so-so. Right. But, uh, I mean, you look at the the players on those two rosters. And without Tatis, man. Yeah, Imagine yeah, if they had Tatis. I mean, that would be, be a big difference right. maker. But I like the Dodgers, man. I like their, I do too. their pitching staff. I still, I, you know, if if you ask me to, to predict it on out, I would probably say Dodgers versus the Astros. Yeah, and, naturally. Uh, and then I would I would go with the Dodgers. Of course, the Dodgers always find a way to, to I mean, choke. Kershaw, well, I mean, man. They, they did win one year, but Kershaw they, always always struggles in the in the playoffs. Man, I yeah. don't understand it, but but we'll see. Yeah, they, they, it should be four good series anyway. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. 
It's it's hey, it's baseball in October, man. Right. That's that's when it counts. That is when it's interesting too. Yeah. I mean, the walk off that we yeah that was, saw tonight, just yeah. sitting here before the podcast. I right. Mean, that was yep. That was pretty sweet to watch. So it was. Right. Sweet episode twelve, man. Episode twelve, in the books. Well, not quite in the books. We still got. I got us a couple of old Foresters over there. You know, old Foresters got a series of uh, of like five different bourbons, and uh, we're gonna start out with a couple of them tonight, and uh, we'll taste those. And so we'll we'll head over to the bar, yeah. and we'll taste those, and then we'll rate, rate that, that shit. shit. See you at the bar. All right. See you. Well, we've made it over to Colby's bar. It's time for uh, rate that shit. We got some. We got a couple of got a couple of big dogs. We do. These we are do. Some good ones. Yep. Yep. Uh, both both kind of pricey. They're in the fifty-five to sixty-dollar range. This is from the the Whiskey Row series for Old Forester. Obviously, they're from the Old Forester Distilling Company in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, so what we've got today, the first one we're going to taste is called the Statesman, and it's 95 proof, and it's supposed to have like a clove and spice uh, aroma with a little bit of vanilla, and then tasting it, you should get a little pepper and cinnamon up front, and then finish with uh, an orange cream and caramel. All right. So... And the old foresters are these are stocks, man. These are these these aren't hard to find. No. Like I said, they are a little pricey in the, the fifty-five to sixty dollar range, but uh, not hard to find. Uh, you know, as as always, we've got our rating system. Right. Uh, oh, that's true. That's true. I always forget you know, that. We are getting new listeners every week, so you know I'm we got to explain to them what the rating system is. And you want to tell them? Or you want sure. me to tell them? I'll tell them. You go ahead and tell them. I'm gonna start. Right. See what we got going on over so, here. So one through four for us, um, it's pretty simple. One being our lowest level, it's really not good. You know, it didn't meet our flavor profile, and we might we might frown if you got it on your bar. That to us is a brown bag. Number two, it's starting to get a little bit better, but you know, number two, it, it might still just be as good as a mixer. You know, it's a it's it, it's a something that you might buy that. You just keep on the shelf. That's a kind of a low price range. That's good with a lot of different mixers. Number three, it's starting to get better. It's a really much smoother, easier sipper, and we call that on the rocks. And then last but not least, our tried and true. That's the that's the Glencairn. You know, that's what we like. I like to drink mine out of a Glencairn, but that is a straight up neat. Especially one with a bourbon buzzed and balling podcast. Sticker on That's it. That's right. With a, with a BB&B <laughs> sticker. They're, they're getting a little wore out. Funny yeah. story. I had, uh, when I was in Tuscaloosa this weekend, uh, to see the football game and visit with my daughter, I had her make me some new new labels for the Glen Cairns. Got home, went to put them on. She printed them upside down, so <laughs> <laughs> they weren't sticky. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so she's going to bring me some, some more to Tennessee week. But, oh, uh, there you go. But yeah, we were trying to leave to come back home yesterday morning, and and uh, so she was rushing and uh, just put the sheet in the wrong way in her printer. Right, <laughs> well, let's let's indulge, man, statesman. Well, well, I've already. So you go ahead, and I'm gonna talk a little while. I definitely, you, I definitely get a little peppery. You, you up know front. what I was gonna say was, you know, I go on each week 
we've got different bourbons. I go on their website and see what they say their aromas are, their notes are, their, their tasting is. This one is the first one to me that was spot on. Oh. I, I, I get the, the orange cream at the end. I got the, the spice on, on, the, on the aroma uh, with a little bit of vanilla. So whoever, apparently I got the same taste buds and smell as, as whoever's working at right. Old Forester because this is the first one, because we always kind of oh, yeah. laugh about it each week that, uh, yeah, there's, you know, who, they, they, where'd they get waffles and maple syrup? You know, no, I mean, there was no hint of it. Definitely think that their bourbons are but, more complex than they really but are. But this one, I actually got everything that they had listed in their description. Yeah, this one was nice. Um, I up like front, it. Up front, it. up front, I got a little bit of a hug um, for a 95. Right, you want a little bit. I got bit. some pepper. I got a little oakiness. And I definitely am getting that orange cream at the end. Yeah, it's it's got a sweeter finish to me than, than the up front. I like it. I like it, too. You ready to rate that shit? Yeah. Yeah, that's a solid three. Okay. That's a solid three for me. I don't. I don't quite know if I want to put that in I'm, on neat, man. But it's, I'm, you're leaning towards the neat? I'm leaning towards the neat. I, I mean, the old Forester lines are really good. I mean, this is this is definitely a name that, that I would recommend just, just having it. Yeah, and like I said, I, I am so impressed with the, the way they described it, and I got all of that. And and to be quite honest, I'm still coming off of this cold. Yeah, yeah. So and, it, you, and it's changing my profile. This I, is I true. Mean, to be honest with you, right now I'm a little pissed. Yeah. Because this this rate that shit. Yeah, we, we, it's not as fun. We might have to veto your vote this week. It might just all be on me. I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking. I'm thinking. I might might need not cast a vote. Honestly. Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna go with a, I'm gonna go with a four. I'm wow. gonna give it a neat. And I, you know me, I've only given out two others or three others. Uh, so this is this is going up there for me. This is this one's going neat. I really enjoyed it. I really the so, complexity and all the different flavors yeah. and the way it started and finished that that one to me. Nice. That's a good bourbon. That's nice. a real good bourbon. And the uh, yeah, so I like so you know I like the the, the ninety five proof, so it's not going to. Knock, your knock you out, or, and it, but it's also not going to be a, a waste of calories. I really mm -hmm. like the statesman, the statesman bottle too, and the label mm -hmm. looks really good. Looks really classy. The color is really nice on that statesman. Yep. I, I I'm, you know, obviously you'll I have, have to a bottle. You'll have to revisit it. Yeah, when, well, when your taste buds are, are better. Yeah, because I haven't had the statesman before. That's the first time I've had the statesman. I've yeah. had the. I've had the prohibition. When I, I this one I haven't had. I, I've had the statesman, but I haven't had the prohibition. So I'm I'm looking forward to it because the prohibition, it's supposed to have a cherry, caramel, chocolate, and maple syrup aroma, and then it should the taste should be almost like a s'more, with car caramel and and graham cracker up front, but then the chocolate and the toasted marshmallow, and then the graham cracker again. At the end, say so. s'more one more time. <laughs> S'mores. You notice how like he says like s apostrophe more. <laughs> That's how it's spelled. S'more. He doesn't say s'more. It's not. There's s'mores. a difference between s'mores and s'more. 
How's it spelled? S'more. How's it spelled? S'more. S apostrophe. <laughs> yeah, but I don't say don't, mad don't, apostrophe don't, S. Don't, don't hate me for being proper and correct. S'more. Why don't you drink some more <laughs> and tell me if you get the s'mores taste. I definitely, so so this one, the Statesman was definitely peppery up front. A little spicy, this the cloves, This the one's pepper. clearly sweeter on my nose. Yeah. Definitely sweeter I'm, on my I nose. I definitely get the cherry. Definitely sweet. Sweet. I don't like it as much front. as the Statesman. Yeah, yeah, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> I mean, you could, I could be drinking turpentine right now, and I think if you put a little food coloring in it. <laughs> how you know you didn't? <laughs> could you taste the visine I put in there? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a disappointing to me. So, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rate that shit. This one, like I said, I didn't enjoy it as much as the Statesman. So this one, I'm, I am going to give the three to. I'm going to stick with my four on the Statesman. But this one, I'm going I'm to give it a three. I'm a, this one, to me, is on the, on the rocks. Uh, that one's neat. And there, you can definitely tell the proof difference, mm -hmm. for sure. Which influences maybe your rating as well. Maybe a little bit. Maybe Sometimes you like that rock to help dilute that, that higher proof a little bit. Yeah, I just think a rock man just domes my bourbon down. It does. Too much, well, man. you know, it's like when we went on that that tour and the tasting, and they would just put five yeah, drops of water. of water, and it would change the the, the taste of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, it, it, and sometimes it made it better, sometimes it made it worse. So it just depends. And I think this one, I, you know, next time I drink it, I'm gonna drink it on the rocks and, and see if I enjoy it better. That one's going neat. <laughs> cool. I, I'm looking forward to getting past this cold and. Uh, and yeah, that's, to, that definitely sucks when you're trying to. Yeah. Sample totally change something new in bourbon, and yeah, you're you're gonna have to revisit these again when when you get rid of that cold. Well, that uh, let me kill this off real quick. Yeah, no, that, that's still some, that's still some nice bourbons that. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, we're gonna we're gonna do two more of the old for. for Old Forrester. Fierce first. <laughs> that that 115's kicking in. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do two more of the Old Foresters next week. Uh, we need to find that birthday. Yeah, that's that's the unicorn. Man, that would be we, nice. I looked, uh, you know, a couple <clears throat> places while we were driving. There was a ABC store out in the middle of nowhere, right off of, uh, the interstate going to Tuscaloosa. In Alabama? Yeah, right when you cross over into Alabama, and I thought, oh, I'm going to find some. I did find some Sazerac rye, but that was the only thing that they had there mm. that was worth buying. Everything else was everything you can find all day, every day. Really? Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I, I, I was looking forward to it, and I, I thought, yeah, I'm going to find some unicorns. Mm. No, it was, a, it was a total disappointment. I, I probably won't even ever stop back in that one. Right. It just just what wasn't impressive. All right, well that's uh, episode twelve, and uh, we'll come back next week with episode thirteen. Of course, we'll start with an opening toast, then we'll give our scumbag of the week. Scumbag of the week. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said earlier, it's easier to come up with a scumbag than it is who we're gonna honor this week. <laughs> usually, the the toast. It's not hard, but it's usually. There, there's just one or two, but right. the scumbags, 
There's usually half a dozen no, to choose from. Easy pickings, man. It's like fishing so, in a barrel for scumbags, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So we'll do that, and then uh, we'll recap. Recap, you know, football, football baseball, a little bit of hockey. You yeah, know, we'll, we'll just we'll obviously have baseball to talk about. Yeah, because they'll, forward. yeah, because they'll, you know, you got the, the best of five series going now, and then you'll have the the AL and the NL championships and the World Series. Hockey's kicking off, or not kicking off, but. They're dropping the puck tonight right. for hockey. That means basketball season's not far behind also. So we're going yeah, to have a, a lot of sports to recap in the, in the coming weeks. That's and then college basketball coming up. College basketball, that's right. And uh, then I'm going to come up with a list of five. You're not going to know what it is. It could be a person. It could be a place. It could be an event. It could be an accomplishment. Just Five things. I'm going to come up with five. I want you to come up with five. And we're going to either diss it or respect it. So, and then give you a reason why. And you're not going to know. doesn't have to be. It can be any topic. It doesn't have to be sports well, related. I, I'm going to keep all my sports related. Sports related. I'm going to keep okay. it. You know, it's weird. I, I'll give you, I, I'll tell you what. It can be sports or bourbon. That's, that's what we do. Okay. So, keep it within the. The realm of, of the podcast. You know, so. given given our normal lists and our normal content, right. we're probably going to have like the There'll same probably questions. be some overlapping. There'll probably be some overlap, but that'd be fine because I'm not going to know what, what you're going to bring to me. You're not going to know what I'm bringing. So, and then we might have the same thing, but you might diss it and I might respect it. Right. You so, never know. So we'll, I, something tells me we're, we might have one or two overlap, but I don't think it'd be much more than that. Right. I think, I think, because uh, I'm going to, I don't want to give away too much. Yeah, don't <laughs> I can't be giving any hints. Cause I'm already. Because I want, because I want to, I want to hit you with you, where, where you have no idea what, what it is. I'm already going to off the cuff. Sneak over and <laughs> come down from the damn ceiling and look at you. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm not even going to put it on my laptop. Talk that way you can't, look over my, you can't look over my shoulder and see what's coming next. I'm not even yeah. going to put it on the laptop. So, and then, like I said, after we do the, the diss or the respect, we'll be back over here with two more of the old Foresters. Which and old Foresters are we going to do? Well, I mean, whichever ones I can find. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see which ones they have available, and uh, we'll we'll get those out of here, and we'll rate them, and that'll be our baker's dozen. Episode thirteen will be Episode in the books. Thirteen. So, got anything to cheers with? Yeah, yeah. For what it's worth, I can't taste yeah, it. Yeah, right. That's probably tea. No, no, that's that's, <laughs> that's Southern Star. I was gonna man, say if you can't if you can't taste it, then next week do use tea because I don't want you wasting the good bourbon when I you can't know. even enjoy it. I know. Well, I was expecting to taste it, <laughs> I and mean, I can taste it. But honestly, this Southern Star tasted the same as both of them. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah you're, this you're, is a totally different yeah, flavor. Yeah, no, you're because th- those two were very different. Uh, hmm. So your taste buds definitely. Ain't it ain't in peak condition. No, they're definitely not. <laughs> All right, All well, right. we appreciate y'all tuning in and we'll we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.